What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 136 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This episode is brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Lucas Agan, and joining me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Ryan Smith. Ryan, how was your weekend? You know, it was fantastic. Uh, took the family out. My niece is, is moving here next week, so we wanted to get one last little summer hoorah in before she leaves. So we went out, uh, met up with uh, some of our friends down at Lake Havasu, spent uh, Saturday on the lake, did a little fishing, did some swimming. It was awesome. So I I, I was disconnected and, and chilled out. And it was a much needed break, my friend. How was your weekend, brother? My weekend was good. Uh, didn't get outside as much as I hoped. It was a little muggy, at least by our standards out here. And yeah. I just do not do well with humidity. So nice in- indoors. I actually got a lot of work done around the house. So uh, it was a productive weekend for myself. But enough about us. We are joined today by a very special guest who you can experience some of his work on the latest installment of the Saints Row franchise. He is Jeremy Bernstein, the franchise narrative director. Jeremy, how you doing, my friend? And congratulations on the big launch here. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a, it's been a long and very exciting road. We're so glad that it's out, finally out in the world and people can, uh, can experience it for, the, for themselves. Yeah, I know. I know this is a franchise that a lot of us love. I've loved this franchise through the years. It's, it's always a lot of uh, fun and a really good time. Uh, you know, real quick, let me just ask: this is this has got to be such a unique point when you're starting to get feedback and it's about to be in so many gamers' hands. What does that feel like for you, given the the years of work that that the whole team has kind of put into this project? I'm just excited. Like, I'm really excited. I'm so proud of this game. I love this game so much, and I really just can't wait for people to get a chance to see it. Uh, and to sort of experience what we've done. They've gotten dribs and drabs and bits and pieces. But, you know, when you when you get the whole thing, it's a different uh, experience. And you see how the, the pieces all fit together. Um, it's uh, it's I think it's a really uh, exciting thing for people to get to see. So I'm stoked. Yeah, it is quite exciting and, and a huge I we've just been waiting, waiting for the game to come out. And, and especially with it being a reboot, uh, we're going to get into it uh, here in a second. But first, let's talk about uh, some news. We have we got an official date now for the Game Award show, and that is dropping. I believe it's December 8th. Correct. Correct me yes. if I'm wrong. Yeah. So. It's nice. Not only not only do we have an official date for that now, something to look forward to. I feel like December is kind of getting spicy. You have the esports awards going on uh, in December too. You have you have uh, uh, the game awards happening. So I love that they've kind of fleshed out December to where there's something to look forward to and be excited about. And we know that you know it's just always a good time to be able to go through the year and recognize all the the great work and and entertainment and and stuff that's been provided throughout the year so i i love that time i i, I always look forward to to the award show it is it's always a fun celebration of of the industry and and you get those mix mixes of of fun announcements of, of upcoming games you get to celebrate all the games that have come out over the past year or so and you're right ryan between that and the esports awards uh that is a a nice little stretch of of just celebration and 
it's a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, since we've gotten back to in-person events, it'll be nice to see uh, crowds uh, and, and just be able to connect with people again. Uh, and uh, just Jeff, Jeff, bring bring these awards out to Vegas one of these years. Yes. <laughs> the eSports Awards have already done it. Come on. We're not that far from LA. It's just a little hop over for you. Uh, but no, excited. Uh, I, I'm sure he, it's always, he always does a good job putting together these shows. Uh, you know, he's putting together a Gamescom opening night, which is technically yesterday based on when this game uh, episode's released. Uh, but mm-hmm. just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, Jeremy, do you, do you get to go to, have you gotten get to go to a lot of these events and do you enjoy, uh, you know, just kind of coming together and celebrating the industry with some of your peers? Uh, you know, I, I've been a handful of times on various things that I've worked on. Um, you know, I, I've, I spent 20 years as a, uh, as a freelancer. So it would, you know, sort of come and go for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's it's different when you're in house, um, and this is actually my first major AAA game release where I've been an in house part of the team for it. Um, so you know, no, nobody's going to send a freelancer to, uh, uh, to to Gamescom or to the Game Awards or anything like that. But uh, you know, you get connections and you make it into places. Um, so yeah, it's it's great to see it celebrated. It's great to see so much enthusiasm and excitement. Um, you know, especially early on in the in the you know. 15 years ago when video games weren't quite seen at the same level that like film and television are as entertainment properties to be in that setting and to be like, no man, we've got our own Oscars. Like mm-hmm. we just right. film with people who are totally stoked. This is great. Um, it was, it was great back in those days. Yeah. And it really has evolved and it shows how much it has evolved from hitting a ball with, with two little things to, you know, these great narrative stories and, and it, the possibilities are endless. So I'm, I'm always a fan. I, I think it's great uh, that there's this time of year where we get to celebrate that and, and all the achievements and, and, just fun that we had over the year and, and kind of piggybacking off of that too. Uh, you said that, uh, you know, Gamescom is dropping tomorrow, so tomorrow or yesterday, I'm sorry, yesterday as of uh, the releasing of this um, of this episode. And that's another one. I mean, that's just a huge uh, convention. They also have DevCom right beforehand. And then they go into Gamescom, which is it's it's just absolutely. I mean, I'm pumped. They're talking about 30 different reveals uh throughout like this is that big award or not big award show but big convention show that happens they were kind of like i was talking about it uh in earlier episode where i kind of felt like there was a little bit of a hole with e3 missing this this year and i didn't realize how much fun it was you know i was looking forward to doing my bingo card and i was like oh i got nothing so you know having something like this is really exciting they are going to be dropping all kinds of spicy reveals we're also going to news about games that we've been talking about and again too that's something that that i'm looking forward to speaking with with you jeremy it's just there's been so many games this year that were slated to release um but you know due to whatever factors all kinds of different factors a lot of games got delayed this year so Again, I, I feel like that also, at least to the benefit of uh, Saints Rose, you know, it gives it a little more of that spotlight in major releases for games. So it's it's interesting. I, I mean, this is I, I love this time of year and, and when all this stuff and all this news is dropping. And again, coming into this year from last year, we we're talking about how spicy 2022 is going to be. But it's like, 
I don't know, man. Like uh, a lot of games were just pushed out. So it's exciting to get something like Saints Row and in, in this new iteration of it and this reboot of it. I think it. I, I'm, I'm going down. That, I'm going that, down that road too much. I'm going to stop myself now. Um, but yes. So Gamescom. Gamescom starts uh, on the 23rd. Also, too, I'm going to sneak this in because I'm a Destiny head. Is that the new season of Destiny starts on the 23rd as well? So. We'll be getting more narrative, more things, new raid or or new old raid is coming back as well. So we'll we'll see if it's King's Fall or or something. So exciting times for sure. Uh, Lucas, you you got another story as well, right? Yeah, we got our first, uh, I guess not our first, but we got a a longer but still short glimpse of The Last of Us series on HBO, uh, which I mean, this, this, it's a project, of course, I'm intrigued by. Uh, no surprise to anybody who's listened to us for a while. Love The Last of Us, uh, especially that first game. Uh, I think that franchise is fantastic. So I'm intrigued. Uh, it's still set to come out next year. And, you know, <laughs> obviously there's been a lot of, of, of discourse online about the show. Uh, but... HBO has not let me down. I'm a big Westworld fan. Obviously, Game of Thrones has its legions of fans. So you know what? I'm still super psyched for this. And uh, just just in general, HBO has got a ton of new content that looks really intriguing coming out. Uh, but for gaming fans, I think uh, The Last of Us looks fun. Uh, and I, I hope that this is a, a home run. You know, I think that... Uh, the, as adaptations uh, have come in, in different forms for gaming properties, uh, we've seen some hits and misses, and, and this is one that I think would really help uh, the industry uh, in terms of these adaptations. This one was really uh, great, which, I mean, they're working from great source materials, so hopefully this works out. But, Ryan, I don't, I don't know. How, how excited have you been for The Last of Us? And are you Is this something you want to check out right away, or is this something you might kind of want to wait and see uh, what can some of the reviews are? No, I mean, I'm I'm personally reviews are reviews. That's a person's opinion. Uh, it's not going to necessarily sway my way one way or the other, unless like the reviews are like just overwhelmingly negative. I may be like, yeah, but I'm still probably going to check it out because to each their own, and you never know. Someone doesn't like something doesn't mean that you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I will check it out regardless. I, obviously, I love the series. I. I literally Literally just talked about how um, Abby was like one of the only characters in like any any genre of entertainment and and you know games that I've absolutely hated from the jump off. And by the end of the story, I'm like killer, Kelly, <laughs> you know. So I, I just. There's so much that they can work with. You're right. And I'm not sure exactly what the direction they're going with this. Is this supposed to be, uh, you know, I haven't really looked into it that much. I'm more of a, I would rather just experience it. And then from what I experience, uh, just kind of make my opinion from there. So this is, you know, obviously not only that, but then the, the uh, um, remaster uh, is probably going to be dropping around the same time that this comes out too. So they're 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 hitting all the um, the the check boxes there, and 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 they're definitely working it. So um, 
yeah, I'll I'll absolutely check it out. I don't I don't think it's going to be. You're right. HBO doesn't make bad shows. You know they they for the most part what they're putting out at least if anything is going to have solid uh, production values. Um, obviously, casting wise, I think they did a great job uh, for actors. And I'm more of a a person doesn't have to look like a person. I just, you know, I, I want the character to be believable. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter to me if they uh, look like, and that might not be the direction they're going either. So I, I just, I'm not knowledgeable enough. I haven't really looked into it. I know it's something that's coming, uh, but it's not, there's so many good stuff out right now. It's like, who's got time to think about what's coming next year? <laughs> I'm still wrapped up in this year. <laughs> Jeremy, is this something that you're looking at? What are your thoughts on this show? On this show, man, I have a weird relationship with The Last of Us. When the game <laughs> came out, um, the game came out and I had a young daughter. She was like two years old at the time. And mm-hmm. I started playing the game and I'm like, this is cool. This is fine. I got a little bit into it. And I, I got up to like the point where you team up and you start to go. And I'm like, this game is is going to spend a lot of time making me think that I'm going to need to shoot this little girl in the head. <laughs> and I can't emotionally handle that right now mm-hmm. because, you know, I like like for my own parenting reasons. So it's it's actually I mean, it's a weird backhanded compliment, right? The game was so emotionally effective to me in the early setup of the game that I couldn't mm-hmm. play it. So I had to mm-hmm. kind of nope out of the whole thing, even though I, I, I uh, uh, I'm going to avoid spoilers, I guess. Avoid spoilers for a whatever. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's coming out remastered. Maybe people don't know it, but like, you True. know, having having uh, having gone and read through the synopsis and finding out what happens and, and knowing where I, I would or would not stand with that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I, I appreciate a lot of the stuff they did, but it's just one of those games that I'm just like, I can't I can't make myself right. Happy. Um, like I say, it's a backhanded compliment, right? Like mm-hmm. how often does the game make you so, uh, uncomfortable emotionally because you connect so much to it right? that, you, <laughs> that it makes you want to not play it. It was a weird experience. I know that you've worked in, in different mediums there, uh, from, from a creative standpoint, what, what do you see just in general as some of those challenges when, when video game properties want to adapt to some of these different formats and, and some of those hurdles that they have to kind of overcome, do you think to be effective? I think that the biggest thing that that you need to figure out and it's 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 hard and it's subtle um which i think is is why it doesn't happen as much as i wish it did is that um you're you're trying when you're adapting something you you don't want to be 100 faithful you want to try to recreate that same emotional experience in a new medium Mm -hmm. and so much of the time in games, the emotional experience that you're creating is uh, experiential, an experiential experience. Hey, I make words. <laughs> um, but, but like, it, it's about the play. It's about the lean forward, as they call it, right? It's, it's about how your actions interact with that story and how that creates a feeling. And you don't have that when you're converting to movies or to television in a linear medium. And so... Sometimes, you know, the the heart of what you're trying to create doesn't even translate from mm-hmm. one medium to another. So you've got to find a different heart or you've got to dig something else out of it. You don't want to just recreate the story. You want to create the experience um, and the, the feel of it. And I think that's the hard part is really paring it down to what does this play experience feel like mm-hmm. and how can I translate that feeling into this new medium? Um, and it's a hard problem, you know, 
Yeah, that would not be uh, it. It by by all means, I, I can't imagine, especially something that already has been created, and you're just trying to replicate. Like you're saying, it's more of a feeling than than anything. So trying to do that and then moving into a different format some things aren't going to work and it's trying to be able to trigger uh, a similar emotional response from people without trying to just, or just doing the exact same thing uh, that's already been done. Cause it's not going to capture people. So yeah, no, you can't that, just bring the story. You can't just move the story over, right? You've got to distill it down to what's it about. I think that's why the, the Arkham games work so well, right? right? Like they're very different from say the, the, the Batman movies that work really well, but they mm-hmm. still have that same, Right. It, it's 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 one of them is about the experience of watching Batman. One of them is about the experience of being Batman. And those are two right. very different experiences that you've got to to parse out. Right. How do you want to handle this? So it's it's that's the trick with those kinds of adaptation. Right. No, that totally makes sense. So we'll see how that that turns out. Um, but uh, I'm not even sure. I don't think they even have a. Uh, date? Do they have a date for when this is coming out, or a tentative date? I should say. I just think next year. I just think twenty three <laughs> next year. Okay, okay. Twenty twenty three is the date. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. On that note, let's take a quick commercial break. We're heading on the back end. Speaking with Jeremy Saint Rose, we'll be right back, y'all. If you love listening to us here on Land Parties, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On, and on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team or game, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And now comes the real fun part of the episode. And Jeremy, I think, uh, as I stated in our open here, a uh, big fan of Saints Row. Uh, always had a good time with this series. It's always been crazy fun in all the best ways. Uh, take me back to when you boarded the project here. What attracted you to this? And can you kind of talk about the challenge of, of when you enter a series of of you know, honoring all the stuff people love, but also maybe trying to push it in different directions. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, <laughs> I mean, what appealed to me was it was Saints Row. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I saw I saw the post and applied for that because I'm like, I, I would write that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Saints Row has always been my sort of like favorite tone and my sweet spot tone of that sort of action comedy that that has some, you know, it's got some bottom to it. It's got some some 
emotional weight to it, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, you know, and then just the over the top antics, like I love that kind of stuff. So, you know, when I, when I saw the posting, I kind of leapt at it. Um, and, uh, things worked out, uh, <laughs> which, which was great. I was out here. Um, I had my interview the week that, that lockdown started for COVID oh, um, wow. in LA at the time. So I flew out here to Champaign and was just kind of like, all right, are the airports going to stay open for the next 12 hours? That'd be nice. <laughs> so, it's, it's great that I got the job, but I don't know how I'm going to get home. Um, yeah. but that, that all, that all worked out fine. Um, so that was when I, when I came on a little over two years ago. Um, and you know, the, at, at that point we were well set on a, on the reboot and the characters were, um, established and a lot of the, the final shape of the game was, was pretty well skeletoned out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it really became a question of, you know, working with the other writers, um, and, and putting the meat on those bones in terms of character and in terms of tone and in terms of comedy and trying to build those relationships and really work hard to give it a realistic, realistic, a, 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 a relatable, um, emotional grounding to it so that those characters mm-hmm. felt human, they felt real, they felt relatable. Um, cause that's what lets you do the outrageous. You mm-hmm. need to make something very human at its core and then you can layer whatever crazy stuff you want to put on top of it. That's always been like, like that's what Star Trek is always about, right? It's very modern. Right. It's very human. And then it's crazy aliens and whatever, right? That was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? I look at that show and I'm like, this was just like my high school experience, just with a few more vampires. Otherwise, <laughs> it's exactly what I went, right? And so, you know, that's really what we were striving for with this was to, to find what's grounded and relatable about these characters who are essentially four characters who band together to create their own startup company. It's just that the business they're in happens to be crime rather than, you know, tech, right? It's Silicon Valley set in the world of the Sopranos is, is mm-hmm. kind of the way that I always um, described it. So that was sort of, you know, the primary goal was like coming in and fleshing out this reboot, fleshing out these characters, fleshing out this world of Santo Aliso, fleshing out what they're going through and how that's all um, relatable and how it's grounded, but how it's also going to be exciting and over the top and fun. Um, and and that was the Saints Row part of it, you know, was bringing mm-hmm. that classic Saints Row tone into this new um, story and that and that classic feel. Um, so that was um, I've gone and forgotten what the question was now, but that was <laughs> that that was what I came into and, and what we were really striving to do. Um, when, when I started on the project was to, to, um, be true, you know, like I said, be true to that experience, be true to that fun, mm-hmm. uh, um, of playing Saints Row, classic Saints Row games, um, while making it new and making it its own thing and making it feel, um, you know, uh, uh relatable. Yeah. Essentially, you know, just how the, the, these new characters with this reboot and how fans from the series, you know, growing up and, and the characters that they've loved, what are they going to enjoy about these characters and these new stories uh, that maybe kind of made them fall in love uh, with the old characters? I think they're going to really enjoy, you know, sort of getting a, a chance to see a new spin on something familiar. Um, you know, the, mm-hmm. the boss is still the boss. Um, we've changed their uh, circumstances a little bit. We've changed their history a little bit. We've certainly changed their setting 
Um, mm-hmm. But it's still sort of the same character at core. And it's always, I mean, I always find it really interesting to see how do these, how does the same character react in a new situation? How do they react mm-hmm. with new characters around them and new foils, right? And all of that's still with that same sort of, of, of tone, of feeling, of, of sense of fun um, that, that has always characterized Saints Row. Um, so I think, you know, that, that stuff, that DNA is still all there. Um, right. it's just kind of in a shiny new wrapper. You know, let's talk about that setting. Uh, obviously for, uh, our listeners out here in the Southwest, they're going to see a lot of, uh, fun influences, both in Vegas <laughs> and just the Southwest in general. Uh, so was that early on where those, those kind of influences, what you want to incorporate and how much fun is it to get to kind of pick and choose and create a, uh, a fictional world that's based on a lot of different areas? Um, I, you know, I wasn't involved in a lot of the world creation, un- uh. unfortunately, but I got to tell you from the minute I saw it, I was just in love with this city. <laughs> like, I think it's so beautiful and it's so detailed. Every time I drive around somewhere, I find some new little in-joke hidden in a corner somewhere. Or something <laughs> one of the artists did like, that team had, I think, so much fun um, putting this stuff together. As you say, finding those influences, picking and choosing, right? How do we take this iconic thing um, from from a real world city and then twist it enough that it it, it fits in our world um, mm-hmm. and it's and it's mm-hmm. part of this city, you know? And getting to pick and choose from the entire Southwest, um, right? Like take all the best elements of this entire quarter <laughs> of the country. And jam them all together into one game setting. Like, what a great opportunity! Was there was there something that, as you were working on on writing this game, that was the biggest challenge, or the toughest to tackle? Um, gosh, that is a good question. Um, I think trying to get the characters and their relationships up on their feet. Um, I think was was the challenge because with a lot of the characters, you know, everything always iterates in game design. A lot of the characters Mm -hmm. have been through different iterations. Their backstories have changed variously over the course of the, of the project and, and, and coming in and trying to stabilize all that, you know, and say, all right, this is who they are now. Forget who anything else that's been said before. If it's not in game in dialogue, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is who they are now. And this is what their relationships to each other are now. And this is how that all plays off of each other. Nailing that down very firmly, um, I think, was one of the big challenges and was one of the first things that we really focused on when I came in. But once we had that in place, they really took on a life of their own. Um, You know, it was like it's like striking a match um, and you you toss it into the to the gas soaked logs and there's your fire. Um, Right. It's always the greatest joy as a writer when you feel like I'm not actually writing these words. I'm just a conduit and the characters are just actually talking to me. Right. They have enough of a life that I don't need to think about what they would say. They just they just talk. Um, And so once, you know, getting to that point was was it's difficult. It's always difficult. But once you get there, it's magic. Yeah. And and with this being a cooperative game as well, does that have any kind of influence in how you guys write and and create the characters? No, not really. The (laughs) because co-op is voluntary, you know, it's it's kind of its own mode. And it's it's often hard enough to to really make the things you're doing make sense, right? You're doing crazy things. <laughs> right? it's, it's hard enough to make it make sense when one person's doing it. When two people right. are doing it, it's just it's just crazy. Um, so the uh, the 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 co-op player is a kind of a you know a silent partner um, mm-hmm. in all this. Is sort of the way that we always had to to handle it. We tried very hard not to say that it's just the four of us now. Because it might be mm-hmm. five of you if you're playing in co-op, but I'm pretty sure some of those snuck through. 
Um, right. So it's, you know, it's a video game. Try not to, to worry about it. <laughs> I'll say, I guess it's where, this is coming out after release. I guess I can say it. There's one, there's one Easter egg. We have one moment that we did sneak in there uh, for, uh, for dedicated co-op players. That is a special co-op moment just for them. Ah. Uh, path. So if you, uh, if you play all the way through on co-op, uh, you will you will find a special little uh, a special little nod just for you. I, I like it. it. You know, since the last uh, since the previous Saints Row franchise come out, obviously you know we've seen uh, new consoles get released. Obviously, the pandemic threw everything up into the air from a development standpoint. Uh, what do you think, though, has through a bunch of changes, kind of made Saints Row stand the test of time? It, it's rare for a franchise to to still be you know, as fun as we remember it from the first couple installments and maybe even more fun as we get into to the latter parts. What's been the key to keeping up that success? I think it's it's been that notion that um, that fun is what we hang our hat on, right? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It sounds stupid when you say, oh, we make video games. Our big focus is on fun. Of course <laughs> it is. It always is, right? But like, you know, there are video games that are, that are you know, gameplay should be fun, but the mm-hmm. experience being fun, the experience of putting a smile on your face, the experience of getting to walk away from your troubles and to lose yourself. It's not grim, dark. It's not scary. It's not, um, you know, oppressive or, or, or anything like that. Like there's fantastic games out there that do those things. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, bringing it back to last of us, right. Mm-hmm. It created such an aura of dread that I couldn't play it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right. And, and, and that's, I think, you know, that's our vibe. That's our aura. That's what we want to do is we want to make fun. Um, and I think that's like the, the, the big concept you say, like, you know, each game gets bigger and bigger and bigger or has up until now. Um, you know, but it's all got that sort of sense of how much more fun can we cram into this thing. Yeah, and and with the with the release, reviews are out. People are playing it now. Is that something that you go and and look at, or is this that time where it's like, all right, it's out in the world. There, there's nothing more to be done. I am of the I'm of the latter school. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm very excited for people to see the game, but I I have uh, I have got I've got too much to do today to uh, you know to uh, obsess over over. <laughs> reading those things when it's, you know, it's out there, it's done. Right. I I can't, uh, you know, I can't do anything. Um, if, and, and there's such a, you get such a perception bias in these Mm -hmm. things, you know, too, where you're like, I'll read three reviews talking about how much they love the game. And then I read one that's like, the writing is all cringeworthy. And I'm like, I'm a terrible person. (laughs) Right. You know, it's, it's just doom scrolling you know, to to a certain extent. And so I personally, I'm, 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 you know, I'm just head down and, uh, and, and doing my work and, you know, people will say what they're going to say. When you work in part of a franchise, (laughs) when, when you're working on part of a franchise there, are you creating with those kernels in the back of your mind of if this franchise continues, we'd like to build on this certain plot point or this, we're putting this in to, to kind of expand on it if we get another installment or is this something that you just try and self-contain it and if you can you guys can it's it's an added bonus to come back to it i'm a firm believer that you got to close the loop right you got to tell uh-huh. a complete story with a beginning middle and end if this is the only shot you get then make it your best shot mm-hmm. um you know i don't like leaving dangling I don't like leaving huge dangling plot hooks. I don't like being mm-hmm. like, no, this story is not finished because we're going to tell more someday. Like, because mm-hmm. you do that and then it sucks. 
you never get to tell that story. Um, but when you're building a world, especially a, a world as large as Saints Row, you'll find those hooks, right? You'll find those moments. You'll find those character elements um, where you'll that'll make you say, I could do more with this, right? I want to mm-hmm. live in this part of the world a little bit longer. Like this story is not finished, is it? Like it's it's come to an end, right? But what happens after that? There's more to tell here. Um, and so, you know, you, you leave yourself with a bunch of hooks, um, even if you're not like deliberately saying like, we're going to do this scene just so that it sets up, you know, the next five, whatever, um, uh, that, you know, that, that are, that are coming next. I think, I think paying more attention to a franchise than to an installment can, can, uh, can lead you to trouble. And, you know, you've worked in a bunch of different genres, too, which I find fascinating. Uh, is there is there a type of game that you would love to tackle that you think would really challenge you creatively and, and get those juices flowing? Hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm like, I'm... Uh, I'm giving dead air on a podcast, which I know is a giant. (laughs) It's the worst thing, but I'm trying to, there are, there are, I mean, there's any number of franchises or properties out there that I would love to try my hand at, Uh um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, one of these days. Um, I'm having so much fun where I am. Uh um, And it's kind of, it's in such a sweet spot for me personally um, Mm -hmm. that it's, it's a little hard for me to imagine that I'd be, you know, happier somewhere else. Um, right. That, that, like I said, that sort of action comedy, that's my jam. That's what I love writing. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, there, there's other people doing it, but, you know, there's also like, yeah, could I write a Call of Duty game? I don't know. I don't think I'd be a particularly good fit for that. I'd keep like, I'd keep wanting to break the tension with a joke, right? And uh-huh. that's not, you know, that that's, that's not how Call of Duty works, which is fine. That's their tone, right. that's their style. And it's very successful. Um, but you know, some some things you some things are a better fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 feeling like I'm in a really good fit here where I am. That is great if, to if hear. You, yeah, it, not, one last question for me: If you could go back and tell your young self anything, uh, what would it be in, in terms of your career-wise and just what you've learned uh, going through everything? Oh God. <laughs> so, much. <laughs> so much i take solace i take some solace in the fact you know i think any any person who's introspective by nature at all asks himself this question um mm-hmm. and i think i take solace in the fact that 90 percent of what i would have told my younger self my younger self would never have believed <laughs> so it doesn't matter <laughs> Right? Like, it would have been, who are you, old man? Shut up. Go away. Like, no, I'm you kid. Listen to me. Right? Listen. Right? Someday, they're going to make an Avengers movie. They're going to make four of them, and it's going to be the biggest thing the world's ever seen. Like, all the whole freaking world's going to be sitting in a theater on opening day for that movie. It's not just going to be you and your three nerdy friends who sit in the basement reading comic books. I'd be like, screw you. Anyway. <laughs> no way. So... <laughs> Um, you know, I think, um, that's my glib answer. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> I think the, the real answer is always about, right. It's about patience, about perseverance. I'm sorry. I think I just beeped in my own. Oh, you're um, fine. Okay. Um, I think that's the glib answer. The real answer is, um, you know, it's about patience. 
Uh, it's about perseverance. It's about um, learning which fights to pick. One of the greatest pieces of advice somebody ever gave me, um, you know, I was, I was working on a script and we were, you know, getting this, getting that. I'm like, I really feel like it should be this, even though everybody else was saying it should be that. And somebody just looked at me and said, okay, is that the hill you want to die on? And that's such a great, like, that's such a great way to parse it out. Right. <laughs> like sometimes it is right. I've been in, 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 in situations, I've been looking at things where it's like, yeah, you know what? I will die on this hill. This, it, right. I know everybody else is telling me to go left, but we got to go right. Um, and I will die on that hill. You can't pick every hill to die on. Right. Um, you know, but um, that was, I think that was probably one of my biggest um, lessons is, you know, you, you, sometimes you let it go. Uh, and sometimes you were right. And sometimes you were wrong. Right. There's nothing that I, frankly, honestly, there's nothing that I love more than when I'm really dug in on something and somebody gives me a really good argument on why it shouldn't go that way. Right. Why I'm wrong. And I'm like, crap, you're right. I renounce everything I've said up until (laughs) this point. Right. And I completely changed my mind. I love it when that happens. Um, Yeah. You know, so so I think that's probably uh, that would have that would have saved me a little bit of uh, uh, heartache, I think, at a younger age. You know, my my final question is you talked about obviously excited to take take up this opportunity. And you mentioned that this is kind of in your sweet spot here in a lot of areas. What has working on this game meant to you uh, these past couple of years? Uh, and I, I imagine it's got to be a little extra special just given the pandemic just hits right after you start working on it. And I mean, it, it's tough. It's been tough for everybody to make projects, but just to see this now come to fruition through it all, it's got to make it a little extra special. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's been, um, it's been tough. It's been a really hard project. Um, and, and it's been a really hard couple of years for everybody. And I am so proud of, and just delighted by this team and getting to work with these people um, who who have you know become a, a part of my life to such a huge degree um, since we started on this, like everybody's been working their butt off for this game. Everybody's been been you know giving their all. I think has just really believed in in what we're doing here, um, and you know to have something to look forward to and and to have something to celebrate. Um, after two and a half years of just, you know, this, this slog that the last two and a half years have been, um, it's just so great. It, it's so overwhelming, um, you know, and to be so proud of it too. Absolutely. I love it. Jeremy, again, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Saints Row is out now. You're going to want to go check that out. PC, uh, all the all the consoles, not all the consoles, but uh, Xbox, uh, PlayStation, all that good stuff. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, Lucas, what do you got going on this weekend, my friend? Well, as of when this episode comes out, I will have had this game ready to go. So uh, it's yeah. a same row weekend for me that's for sure it's been it's been too long since i've had a dedicated gaming weekend i think that needs to change this weekend what about you ryan 
Same, same. I, I am excited to check out Saints Row. Uh, obviously, too, I'm going to be getting down on uh, Destiny 2 as well because the new season drops this week. And uh, just looking looking forward to kind of chilling out. We were out last weekend, so I'm looking forward to just chilling at the house and kind of re-getting everything going and stuff like that again. So it should be good. We hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Don't forget, check us out on the tweeters at Lampartys Pop at Lucas Egan or at Smitty2447. Again, thank you so much. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel as well. Link will be in the description. We hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week and you know what it is. We love your faces.